Hi, my name is Michael Perret, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. It's that time again. It's time for On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 411 of the weekly show, On Screen and Beyond. And this week, our guest is Michael Pare. You remember him from Eddie and the Cruisers? He was Eddie. And the Philadelphia Experiment. And, of course, he's got all kinds of other movies he's done in TV shows, The Greatest American Hero, and everything else. And on June 10th, he has a new Western coming out. It's called Traded. It's got Chris Christopherson in it. It's got Trace Atkins. It's a great movie. Be sure to check that out. And it's coming your way in theaters. And, uh, of course, later on they'll have a Blu-ray DVD release on that. But uh, keep your eye out for that. It's called Traded. And Michael Perret is coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. But we've got a lot of things going on. And I hope uh, you're telling friends about On Screen and Beyond so we can... Keep getting more and more people listening to this show, so I appreciate that. And uh, what do you say? It's time for Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, the remake of Friday the 13th that we've talked about many times will be cutting its way into theaters now on January 13th, 2017, so it's not that far away. And the video game Tetris is headed for the big screen. And... Now, I don't know how they're going to do that because <laughs> it's there's no people in it. It's just a video game. But they're going to do it anyways. They keep coming up, and they call it an epic sci-fi thriller. And it's going to cost $80 million to produce it. We'll see what they do with it. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Dwayne Johnson, a guy who keeps on making more and more movies. He's going to executive produce a movie and star in it, and it's a movie version of Robert Ludlum's The Jansen Directive. And that's a novel, of course, as well as uh, versions of his other books that are coming out. And Adam Driver, who was Ben Solo, of course, in Star Wars 7, will replace Johnny Depp in The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. And uh, that's going to be arriving in 2017. And you can look for Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro teaming up together. And they're finally going to be making The Irishman. It's a new mobster movie. And Scorsese has been trying to get this made for over six years. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Sequel City, it seems the director, Jay Roach, says he and Mike Myers, when they get together, they're always talking about making a fourth Austin Powers movie. And that's, like I said, when they get together, that's what they talk about. And uh, nothing in the works yet, but it's still in the back of their minds. So we'll see if that ever comes true. And The Kingsman, the Gold Circle sequel, of course, we've talked about that, is going to be having Sir Elton John in its cast. And we'll keep you informed as we hear more on that one. And that's going to be opening on June 16, 2017. An Insidious Chapter 4 has been confirmed, and we can look for it on October 20th, 2017. That's it for Sequel City. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, August 23rd, Ash vs. Evil Dead. The complete first season will make its way to Blu-ray and DVD. And on July 5th, House of Cards, the complete fourth season, arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And Blindspot, the complete first season, hits Blu-ray and DVD on August 2nd. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as movies on DVD? <laughs> movies on DVD, Miracles from Heaven, with Jennifer Gardner, lands in stores on July 12th. June 28th, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with uh, Tina Fey will be coming our way. And the wave splashes in the stores on June 21st. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time. Well, we have some sad things coming your way. Sadly, Adeline Young. Now, you remember him from, of course, uh, Mr. Ed. He was Wilbur on the show. And he was also the voice of Scrooge McDuck on the DuckTales and all kinds of things like that. And uh, he was in The Time Machine and all sorts of other movies. He has passed away at the age of 96. Also this week, news legend Morley Safer from 60 Minutes on CBS has passed away at the age of 84. And on a lighter note... The revival of the TV show The Gilmore Girls will be called The Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Celebrity birthdays on May 23rd, Drew Carey turns 58. And on May 24th, Patti LaBelle turns 72. And Tommy Chong turns 78. May 25th, Mike Myers, Austin Powers himself, turns 53. And on May 26th, Stevie Nicks turns 68. On May 27th, Lou Gossett Jr. turns 80. May 28th, John Fogarty turns 71. And on May 29th, composer Danny Elfman turns 63. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, Cole R. of London, England turns 53 on May 28th. And Sammy T. of Phoenix, Arizona turns 48 on May 29th. And if you, friend or a relative, are having a birthday and want to celebrate it with everyone here who listens to On Screen and Beyond all over the world, Send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will get that information, put it on our lists of uh, birthdays that are coming up, 
And we appreciate you doing that. And also, we want to wish you all a very happy birthday. So that's it for Listener and Celebrity Birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to be talking to Michael Pere, who was, of course, Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers. He was in the Philadelphia Experiment, and he was uh, Greatest American Hero was his first show. He was Vinny, one of the classmates of the Greatest American Hero. And he's got a new movie out coming out on June 10th. It's Western. It's called Traded. It's got Chris Christopherson. It's also got Trace Atkins. And uh, you got to check that one out. It's in theaters on June 10th. Michael Parade, he's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today, our guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who we remember for many roles, including The Greatest American Hero, Houston Knights, The Philadelphia Experiment, Streets of Fire, and the Eddie and the Cruisers movies. He has a new Western coming out on June 10th with Trace Adkins and Chris Christopherson. It's Michael Pare. Michael, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hi, how you doing, Brian? Well, Michael, we appreciate you joining us here, and let us know about this n- new film that you're in, the uh, Western Traded. Um, it's a, a great classic American Western. I play a man with a dark and shady past who rescues a desperate woman. We settle down on a nice little ranch, and my daughter disappears, and I've got to go find her. I find out that she's in that desperate situation. There's a lot of bad guys I got to take care of before I can find her. Now, I got to tell you, I did I did enjoy the film. I've had the opportunity to see it, and uh, it, it kind of brought me back. Your performance was you were kind of silent and sort of almost like a you know a Clint Eastwood from the old spaghetti westerns. Well, you know what? The, the cinematographer Pablo Diaz, him and uh, Tim kind of worked out that you know. One of the magical things about West is cinematography. So they they had you know this plan of uh, if you've made it if it made you feel like you were watching a spaghetti western then they they're very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, I, yeah. yeah. Now, have you had the opportunity to work with Chris Christopherson before or uh, Trace Atkins? Well, I had. Uh, a couple days with him on a little movie called Red Maple Leaf, where he plays the president of the United States, and I'm a, an American ambassador. So I had met him and spent the afternoon with him. Ah. But, you know, I didn't have a scene with I had, you know, just a just a moment with him. Mm-hmm. But this, this time I got to really act with him. Yeah. So how did you get involved with this film? Uh, you know, how did it come your, your way? Well, I had worked with Tim Woodward Jr. on, on a few movies. You know, he, he did a lot of action movies. And uh, he came up with this script called Forgotten. And he asked me if I would be interested in, in playing a role, but I'd have to wear a cowboy hat. And I said, sure, sure. What is that? What is he said, you got to play a sheriff and chew tobacco and all that. And I'm in. But it was contemporary, mm-hmm. right? So about halfway through that movie, he started talking to me about this you know, Western, genuine Western he was trying to get on, if I'd be interested in in being in it. And I said, absolutely, a Western with cowboys and horses and guns? And, and he said, yeah, that's it. I'll, I'll let you know if we get it together. 
And about a month or so after the movie that we were working on was done, he called me and said, Mike, I'm trying to get you this role, you know. Cinezine has to uh, approve it. And, uh, you know, I've got to cast it and a little more work on the script. And so I had been working with him, so I knew him really well. And, uh, you know, when he called me up and said, Michael, why don't you play the lead? It was like a dream come true. Wow, yeah. Now, I, I was looking back at your career and trying to figure out if you have ever been in a Western. Was this your first Western? I couldn't find any others. Well, you know, Walter Hill said that we should deal with Streets of Fire like it's a Western. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it kind of was, but it was like in an alternate universe, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I had a little bit of an idea, you know, and of course I watched, you know, most of the Westerns that were ever made. So, uh, no, but this is the first full-blown Western I ever made. Yeah. Well, I did a little part in uh, Bone Tomahawk. Okay. With, uh, Kurt Russell. But I was only on for like two days, and it was a, a little part. But I, I, I knew Kurt from when I first came to Hollywood, and I wanted to you know, work with him. Yeah. Now, did you have experience riding horses, or was this a new experience for you? Well, I rode horses at three movies before this one. And every time I got one of those jobs, I'd, uh, you know, I'd go up to the, the ranch, and I'd, and I'd ride around on a horse for a while just to get warmed up. But with this one, they had this great uh, wrangler, Abisher. I, I don't I never really, I don't remember his last name, but he he taught uh, polo. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's, they, they have so much control over their horses. It's amazing those polo players. And he taught me a couple of tricks that were pretty effective. So uh, this is the best riding I've ever done. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much of the film because I, I hate when people do that. But uh, there's a lot of shooting in this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's a western without a few shooting being pulled, right? Right. <laughs> so um, now, comparing this uh, experience, uh, like I say, it's a it's a western this time uh, with some of your earlier stuff. Take the Greatest American Hero, one of the first things that you ever did. Uh, you know that was it, it's that must seem like forever ago now, right? Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> In the life of a of a Hollywood actor, not I got to be honest. I belong to a, a very uh, small minority of people who have had a career that's you know in this fourth decade. That's true. That's true. So, greatest American hero? Yeah. Yeah. On, I was a white white guy in high school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. And, and Philadelphia Experiment, uh, I, I, that's one of my favorite movies right there. I thought you did a great job in that one. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, John Carpenter wrote that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the time, it was like, you know, cutting-edge technology as far as the special effects went. But, you know, 10 years later, you know, with CGI and all that other stuff, I can't imagine what we could have done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the story worked really well, I thought. Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. Now, of course, Eddie and the Cruisers, everybody you know, knows you from that, too, because you were the, the big Eddie in that one. And uh, But uh, do you have a personal favorite role that you've been in? Well, you know, Eddie was my first lead. You know, I was, uh, you know, I think I, I did the pilot for Greatest American Hero in, in maybe half a season. And then I did a movie of the week with Ray Liotta and David Caruso. And then I uh, 
fact, Eddie and the Cruises, and that was my first time. My uh, well, it was my first time on the big screen, and it was very artsy pre-production. You know, we had like, you know, three weeks of just rehearsal. You know, uh, Marty was like one of these directors who was very influenced by Meisner. You know, the, the Meisner technique. It's you know, it's, it's like Strasberg in the method, but it's a, it's another take on it. So we had a, a lot of time doing improvs and, and hanging around and, you know, becoming rock and roll players. And, you know, it was a very poetic time. You know, we were in this obscure little hotel in the middle of New Jersey. So, you know, we were cut off from the rest of the world. And it was just the band, you know, just the band. And uh, it was, a, you know, a magical experience. Yeah. Did you know they were going to make the second one? Was I that touch with some of the guys? Oh, really? Yeah. The second one was kind of a surprise, you know. Um, my agents, you know, thought that it was, you know, because I did Houston Nights, the television series. Mm -hmm. And they said, Mike, it's going to get you back in the big screen. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of said, you got to do it, you got to do it. And uh, so I did it. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good story, but... Um, the director, I don't think, was as passionate about the story or understood, you know, that whole rock and roll mentality. You know, the American rock and roll bands, you know, it's it's like the Western. You know, they're, they're a different breed. They're like, they really are like gypsies or, uh, you know, carnies. They're, they're, they're different than regular people, and you've got to deal with them differently. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Now, but, you know, it was, you know, Running Through the Fire and Pride and Passion were a couple of good songs. Yeah. It was straight rock and roll, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I've I've had the opportunity to uh, uh, meet uh, John Cafferty before, and uh, he uh, it was interesting to, you know, to see him and <laughs> know, it, know it was applied to you and, and everything else. So uh, Now, Traded. Yeah, sure. uh, He's a great guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, Traded, it's, it's opening on June 10th. And uh, are there going to be any, yep, yeah. yeah, June 10th, and uh, are, are there going to be any premieres like where you'll be showing up with some of the other cast members? Um, I think in L.A., mm -hmm. yeah, yeah um, I think that, that's the one that I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you enjoy... But, you know, there's, there's guys, you know, Trace might be going to one in Texas, and Chris, you know, I, I, you know he might show, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. When you watch a movie, uh, does it? You hear about some actors who don't like to see themselves on the screen. Do you sort of go to a, a premiere like that, and do you s like sit in the back because you, you know, you <laughs> you can't see yourself on screen, or how, how do you usually handle that? Well, you know, sometimes they let you see the movie before the premiere mm -hmm. because you know the premiere is usually you know it's a press event, right? So, you know, you, you can't go in if, if there's something about it you don't like, if, if you didn't like the way you did a certain line. You can't go out there and talk to the audience about that. You know, so, uh, no, I you know I sit where they tell me to sit, you know, and I thank everybody and shake hands and do pictures, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, the premiere is uh, party marketing, right? Right. But the first time I watch it, like, Tim uh, rented a theater for me, and uh, we watched it together. You know, just him and me. Mm -hmm. So, uh yeah, I was I was very happy with with it, you know, because you don't know. Right. There's so much about a movie happens in the editing room. Oh yeah. You know, if you if you hang on a close up a second too long, it changes the whole feeling of the scene. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, yeah. Um, you know, when when you're working, you know, 
every day on, on trading felt like a great day, you know, because it was doing something that, you know, was, was one of the movie fantasies. Yeah. That, you want to do a, a gangster movie from the 20s, you know, and then you want to do a movie like The Godfather, you know. Right. When you get to do one of those movies, it's like every day is a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's acting and you... <laughs> it might be bad and it might be cold or you might have, you know, but it's like, damn, man, we're making a Western. We, gotta, we have everything we need. Hmm. You know, so, but when you watch it, you don't know until you see it. Yeah, yeah. One of the other actors you had, there's quite a few uh, people in here that uh, uh, people will recognize when they see the yeah. film. One of them, Martin Cove. He was, I think back in 2007, he was Marty like... Martin Cove. Yeah, he was like the third guest we had on this show. And <laughs> and it, it was kind of neat to see him on screen once again. He's a great guy. Me and I run into Marty all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just one of, you know, he's from Brooklyn. Oh, you know all about him if you interviewed him. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a lot of fun to, we had him and uh, David Hess at the same time from the uh, Last House on the Left, and it was interesting when you had the two guys together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh Michael, I want to finish up here with, uh, I know we're, we're limited on time, so I'd like to finish up with two final questions that take us away from uh, your career and, and all the things that you've been, been in and your new movie, Traded. And uh, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows that you like to watch now and of the past, and what's your favorite movie now and of the past? Well, you know, I watch the History Channel a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the, the Science Channel. And, uh, you know, movies out of the, of the past, you know, I, I love The Godfather. I love On the Waterfront. I love uh, anything that Paul Newman did. So I, I watch all the classic movies, and uh, I watch a lot on the Science Channel. I watch, um, you know, I, I binge watch, I, you know, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't help it. I love it, you know. Uh, that's something me and my wife really look forward to on Sundays. But Daredevil... You know, Daredevil is, is great on Netflix, and, you know, they're doing The Punisher now. Oh, man, I would have, I would have, you know, I would have shot somebody to get that role. <laughs> that was a great role. I've always wanted to play that. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I, I watch, man. I, I, uh, I watch whatever's good. Yeah. You know, I went to see, Civil, you know, Civil War with Captain America and Iron Man with my son and my wife, and it just, that, you know, some people thought it was long, and I thought it wasn't long enough. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Hmm. Well, Michael, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here, and uh, I want to make sure everybody goes out and catches Traded on June 10th, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Okay, take care. A big thank you going out to Michael Perret for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Hope you enjoyed that one. And, uh, you know, he's done so many movies and uh, TV shows, and it's just always fun to see him on screen. I really enjoyed The Philadelphia Experiment. I like that movie a lot. Of course, it in the Cruisers, that was a good one, too. And uh, it just goes on and on of all the different things he's done. And I remember when he was in uh, The Greatest American Hero, way back when, when he started his career. So, uh, and then all the other things he's filled in over the time. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just a great career that he's had, and it just keeps rolling on. Traded, coming your way June 10th. Be sure to check it out in theaters. And that is about it. We uh, are looking for more guests, so keep listening to On Screen and Beyond each week. We bring you an 
a great guest who just has so many so many stories to tell and so much information to give us. And uh, also, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenerbeyond.com. We'll see what we can do about getting that person on. And be sure to tell a friend to go back to onscreenerbeyond.com and check out our rerun section. There are all 411 current Currently 411. It's going to keep going up, of course. But uh, there's people there who have been in movies, had hit records and everything else, TV shows and all. Be sure to check them all out because there's somebody there that you're going to say, man, I haven't heard that person for a long time. Or I didn't know they had a movie coming out or a book or whatever. Check it out. Onscreenandbeyond.com. A lot of great stuff there. A lot of great guests that we've had over the years. And uh, like I said, we got more coming your way. So get ready. Uh, next week, we'll be back for this week. That's a wrap. And until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Uh-huh.